The following shiur has been delivered by Diane Yosef Greenwald, Diane at the Betavad. For more information or shiurim, please visit vshc.org or call 1-844-200-TSHC. That's 1-844-200-8742. The Dafyomi recently learned Misechet uh, Eruvin, so we'll discuss something that's relevant to our parasha, Parashat Yitro, a fascinating halachic discussion that lends itself to uh, to a little bit more familiarity with the terminology from the Sechad Eruvin, and we'll see something interesting um, that will make us appreciate what happened by Ma'amad Sinai more poignantly. The Gemara in Shabbat, uh, this is in Dav Pechet Omid Bet, says that when Klal Yisrael, when the Jewish nation stood by Sinai, they were so overwhelmed by the totality of the experience of godliness of that Hidgalut, uh, the revelation of Hashem's presence, that they, from the from the trembling, from the awe and the fear of the experience, they went backwards, so to speak. They retreated from the scene of the intense spiritual revelation to a to a distance of Yudbet Mil. Asks one of the classic uh, svarim that that discuss from the Rishonim halachic uh, principles in the context of uh, Parshiot Torah. This is the Pirish of the Balei Tosfot Moshav Zikenim. It's printed in the back of some of the newer Chumashim. It was for hundreds of years in manuscript form. It, he, the, the, the Balei Tosfot were, were, um, asked a question which is a fascinating point, this Gemara. And that is that we know that the Gemara on Shabbat Pevav tells us that Matan Torah was on Shabbat. That being said, there was an Isur Doraita of Tchumim. Let's give a little bit of background. We learned Meseches Ervin, so there is a, the same way there is the Isur of carrying in a public place. So there's also walking, not carrying an object, but carrying oneself out of the Tchum. The Tchum, the way it's described in Halakha, the way it's practiced, is 2,000 uh, cubits, 2,000 amot from one's place of residence, if it's a city, then from the city limits, and so on and so forth. Uh, 2,000 amot, but that is the Rabbanan. The Gemara, the Gemara actually in Erevin and Shabbat tells us in several places that the Tana Rabbi Akiva holds that the 2,000 amot, Ish, Al Ish Mim Komo, the Pasuk in Parashat Bishalach, last week's parasha, is an Isudoraita. We do not pask in that way. We are the conclusion of most of the uh, Tanaim, and that is the conclusion that we use la is that the Isutchum is the Rabbanan. This has, by the way, major ramifications because when there are practical Tchum She'elot, so the Gemara tells us that one could be makel in a variety of forms because Tchum uh, conceptually is only in the Rabbanan. That being said, um, some of the Rishonim, the Rif, the Rambam, and this is the opinion of, uh, this is a Yesh Omrim that's brought in the Shulchan Aruch in Hilchus Tchum, in Shin Tzadik Vav. 
And um, they hold that the Isur Tchumin of 2000 Amot being the Rabbanan, however, there is a Tchum Doraita, and that is Yud Beis Mil. The, the Yud Beis Mil, the significance of that measurement, is that it was the full extent of the length of the Machane Yisrael. So in the sense of walking totally out of uh, an area of civilization the way it was in the Midbar when the, these halachot were given, the context of going out of one's place would be Yud Bet Mil. It's an Isr Dorite. Under certain circumstances, a lot to say on the topic, but suffice it with that, that he has a kasha, that if we would say that Matan Torah was during a weekday and it was only... Uh, the Yom Tov of Shavuos, so maybe the Shavuos hadn't been given yet, so maybe there wouldn't be an Isur, or it would be an Isidoraita. But if there's an Isur, but if Hakol Modim, the Gemara says in Shabbos Dav Pevav, that Matan Torah was on Shabbat, on Shabbat it was certainly the Isur of Tchumen of Al Yetzi Ishmim Komo, which refers to Yud Bet Mil, the Raita, like we just said, certainly was in place already, if it was in place already, how did they go back to a distance? How did they retreat to a distance of Yud Bet Mil? There were clearly the whole Klal Yisrael in the process of Matan Torah was Ofer and Isu Daraita. Unspeakable. This question is also asked by the Rokeach, also again one of the Ashkenazic Rishonim. And the Primagadim in Shulchan Aruch on these halachas where the Tchum of Yud Bet Mil Doraita is mentioned Lalachan Shin Samik Zayin in Orachayim. He brings the test to the answer. What do they answer? They answer that since the Machane Yisrael was surrounded by Ananiya Kovi by the clouds of glory, so it was considered an enclosed area. The Alacha is that there is no Isat Tchumin in something. You can walk from one side of New York City to the other. Um, because the whole thing is one city. I, I don't want to necessarily use the example of New York City because what happens if you're in a wooded area in the middle of the city, maybe you'll say that that's not considered this is a, a, an intricate topic. But theoretically, one could go through a urban area for miles and miles and miles and miles. Um, you could certainly walk from the bottom of Manhattan to the top of Manhattan, which is many miles, uh, more, more than you'd bet mill. And um, you're, you're not out of the Tchum. Tchum only starts when you're out of that out of that city or, more important for our example, if you have an area which is surrounded uh, by a gate, it's, it's completely enclosed and it's certainly not out of the Tchum. That being said, the whole Machane Yisrael was surrounded by an Ananim, was surrounded by the clouds. So if it was surrounded by the clouds, then it's all one area. There's no Isu Tchum. There's only one little problem, the Prima Gadim says. Ask the Prima Gadim that the Isur of carrying in a Rishuta Rabn Doraita is learnt out primarily from the main thoroughfare that exists in the Machane Israel. The wagons that had to carry supplies for the building of the Mishkan had to park and things had to be taken off and on. The Gemara and Shabbos and Evan discusses this extensively. The width of the road has to be 16 amot. According to many opinions, it has to be 600,000 people. All the details of what a Rishut Rabim looks like have to be, have to square with uh, the Machne Israel in the times of the Midbar.
there's one little problem with that. If the whole Machne Yisrael was surrounded by Mechitzot, was surrounded by Ananim, to the point where that renders it an enclosed area, it can't be Rosh Hashanah. According to most, uh, if not almost all of the Rishonim, an area which is surrounded, which is enclosed, cannot be Rosh Hashanah. It doesn't make a difference how many cars, how many people are going through an area. If you have proper fence, again, I'm not getting involved if you put up a Tzurat Pesach on a busy street, because there we have a whole Sugan Ervin Davchovet about the ability of traffic, of a thoroughfare, creating that the Tzurat Pesach is not to be considered an enclosure. But I'm talking about a proper enclosure. Put up a barbed wire fence around a busy area with millions of people milling about. It's not a Rishut Doraita. Now, it, truth be told, there is one opinion that's not that way. This is the opinion of the of the Rajba in in his sefer, his classic sefer of the Rajba on the inyanim of carrying and tchumen and so on and so forth is Avodat Hakodesh. And over there, his opinion is that if you would have a busy marketplace, you have literally a Wall Street, a Grand Central Station, uh, Times Square, surrounded by a, it's enclosed. If there's enough people inside and there's perfect access in and out, even though it's enclosed, that street inside would be considered a Shutaram Doraita. Most of the Rishonim, however, reject this. That being said, so you have to make up your mind. Either you want to accept that the Anani HaKavod create an enclosed area, or they don't. Now, let's say we say they don't. Let's say we want to argue and want to say, look, you know, uh, we're, we're saying that Machanei Yisrael, the main busy thoroughfare that Machanei Yisrael was the Rishut HaRabim, we want to reject the Rishonim's terrors to the question that we just asked. How do we get away from it? Why don't we say Anani HaKavod, that with there were artificial barriers and they're not, it's not considered Rishut HaRabim Doraita. There's a, there is a discussion. It's mentioned in the, there's a classic Jewish sefer called uh, Doresh Tzion. It's a Jewish sefer by the author of the Nodeb Yehuda, which is one of the classic poskim of the last 300 years. And uh, it's a brilliant sefer on Jewish. And over there he discusses that it could be that the Anani HaKavod, he brings it up again in a, you know, pilpul, but in a non-halachic sense, he brings up the Gemara, tells us that one of the reasons why they did not practice Brit Milah for 40 years, you see in the beginning of Sefer Yeshua, Klai Yisrael goes into Eretz Israel. they immediately circumcised, immediately did a Brit Milah on all the children that were there, because for 40 years they hadn't done Brit Milah. Why? The Gemara tells us that the, the Brit Milah, the wound of the Brit Milah, heals from the Ruach Tzfonit. And... Uh, the um, Ruach Tzvonit could not blow in the Midbar because then they would chase away the Anani HaKavod. That's what the Gemara says. So he says that means that Anani HaKavod were flimsy enough, so to speak, even though they were godly clouds, but they were flimsy enough they could be chased away by a wind. A Mechitza, which is not firm, even when being faced by a regular wind, is not a mechitza. This, by the way, is a major discussion whenever you talk about somebody wanting to use a canvas uh, sukkah. So if it's not tied down firmly enough to the point where there's a certain amount of flapping in the wind, it could be that if that flapping is distinct enough, that it's not in place 100%, or even, I don't know, 100%, but it has to be 
basically firmly in place, that that could very well render those walls non-walls, to be the walls of the sukkah. Okay, that's in parentheses. In any case, he says that the Ananiya covered were not mechitzes. That's the uh, approach of the Doresh uh, Tzion. This is discussed also in the Chuvot Avne Nezer. I'll add also, by the way, that the opinion that we mentioned before of the Rajba, where if you have, even in the area which is totally enclosed, um, but if you have a very accessible main thoroughfare in a town, it could be considered a Shuta Rabim, won't even work according to the Rajma to understand the approach of the Rishonim. And that, the reason for that is, is because even the, the Rajma is in agreement that if an, a busy marketplace is covered by a roof, you know, picture yourself walking through the Arab Shuk in Yerushalayim, and it's covered over, that's certainly not a Rishut right? It has to be open. So even if it's surrounded ostensibly, the whole town is surrounded by a fence, but the street itself is open. Some that's covered over with a roof. Mikura is certainly not a Rishut right? To that, everybody is in agreement. So if the Ananiya COVID, the, we could uh, consider the Machane Yisrael enclosed, even according to the Rajba, it would certainly be covered. The Ananiya COVID were on all sides and on top in order to protect them from the sun. So that that's not going to work. Well, what seems to be the proper approach to understand the Rishonim is that they were not suggesting that Ananiya COVID are proper Mechitzot in the classic sense. But they were considered enough to look at the extent. That means like this. The Claudius lived in close quarters, and the full uh, distance of the Machanesa was Yud Bet Mil. Was that all one area, or we just look at that as ongoing countryside? What defines it all as one municipal, one urban area, like we mentioned a few minutes ago, and that would be enough for Tchumin, that it would not be considered going out of the Tchum, the Anani Akavit would do that trick. The, 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 the Rishonim are not postulating that Anani Akavit around the perimeter of the Machane Yisrael would define it as an enclosed area. No. The main street, the main thoroughfare of the Machane Yisrael was a certainly Rishut Arabim. What they're talking about is that there was a certain environment, a certain, uh, a certain place a certain designation of space that was created by Nani HaKavod that defined the whole inside as one area where a person wouldn't be considered Yetzi Mimikomo. This is a new concept. As to the same way we say that even if you have a public city, um, you don't need walls around it to be considered that you're you can walk for miles and miles and still be inside your place, as far as Tchum is concerned. By the way, we might add that this uh, plays itself out la What happens if a person was um, stranded, uh, he's going for Shabbat, he's on the uh, New Jersey Turnpike, he's heading from Brooklyn to Lakewood Ordeal. The bus breaks down, the car breaks down, he's out of the Tchum, they couldn't stay where they are, there's a snowstorm coming, a police car takes them, uh, to wherever they wanted to go for a Shabbat. Let's say. The halakha is if a person goes out of the Tchum, even if it's due to no fault of his own, he's stuck for the rest of Shabbat wherever he lands up to those four Amas. Means he has to stay in one place. If he's indoors, what's considered one place? Doesn't have to be four, 
uh, six feet, eight feet, he's allowed to go the whole house. He's not allowed to go out for Shabbat. He's not allowed to go out of the house where he is. If you're in a town, according to many poskim, you're allowed to walk around in the entirety of the town. Because that's also one area, even if it's not surrounded by a fence. Nothing to do with mechitzot, nothing to do with having an roof. has to do with that place being considered one place. And that's the context of what the Anani HaKavod did to the Machne Yisrael. It created that it was all one space, one place. We might add on a spiritual level, the Anani HaKavod were the perimeter, created the environment. What was the environment to the Machne Yisrael? It was a place where God's presence, where Hashem's presence was felt in a physical way. Every neighborhood where Jews work hard to create in that neighborhood a sense of godliness, a sense of elokut, creates that that area, that neighborhood, that block, that house, that city, that town, that bungalow colony, whatever it is, is a place of hashrat hashkinah, it's a place of godliness, it's a place of elokut. We have the ability to bring down Anani HaKavod as much as we're capable of, but we have the ability to bring those clouds of glory down to create around our neighborhoods, around our homes, around our backyards and our front yards and so on and so forth. We have the ability to create that type of atmosphere. That is the Machane Yisrael. We should be Zohet to live our lives surrounded by the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to raise our families Always in the Machane Israel, we should be Zocher once again together with all of Klal Israel to live together in Yerushalayim Yerakodesh surrounded by the Anani HaKavod, the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This audio series has been brought to you by the Sephardic Halakha Center. The center is committed to advancing research and application of Halakha in the Sephardic community nationwide. For a Halakha consultation, monetary Bedin services to order this series or to sign up to receive the Sephardic Halakha Journal or for all other information please call 1-844-200-TSHC or email info at org to subscribe